Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. I'm Rachel Tipgraff, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. Welcome to our podcast, Brave Commerce. Today, we have no guests. Uh-oh. Rachel, what the hell are we going to do? Well, uh, I have a feeling you and I can fill up many minutes of airtime, and we get to talk about one of the hottest topics right now in national news. Indeed. And this is not because we can't get a guest, because you're going to see so many awesome guests coming on Brave Commerce, but we decided we're going to do this one because we have a lot to say on the topic. And frankly, we want to take up all the airtime as it relates to this. And that is Amazon Prime Day. And Target Deal Day. And everybody freaking Deal Day. And everybody mm-hmm. flashing prices. If you're not shopping on October 13th or 14th, you're a freaking idiot. Uh, what do you plan to buy? That's a good question. I'm like, I, I feel like I, I'm like post-consumerism at this point. Especially after I had to buy all this stuff for this podcast, like all, all this get up that we needed in order to, to uh, do this. I still get mocked on a regular basis about looking like a radio DJ. How about you? What are you buying? Well, first of all, if anyone ever needs podcast equipment, just message Sarah and I because we've tested all of it. I'm going to buy because my dad bought it during the pandemic and one of my best friends, Seth, the Roomba, Roomba vacuum cleaner. It's amazing. Oh, it's, it's like the only smart product that doesn't inadvertently track you. <laughs> I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. But it's funny. My, my dog gets a kick out of it. So it's kind of fun. I think there are a lot of TikToks about that, like mm-hmm. people doing that. But I think, you know, as much as we can talk about consumer deals, that is not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to make all of our listeners a hell of a lot smarter as it relates to getting their products sold. And so I would love for us to talk a little bit more about how you should be thinking about the impact of Prime Day and Target Deal Day and everybody else who's trying to capitalize on the moment. And what are the things that they should be thinking about as they go into this? Yeah. Or is it too late? It's not too late. It's almost like the election. Every day counts. We're not talking election. We're not going to get into that. (laughs) But, uh, you know... I could wax poetically about frameworks for this, but Sarah, you actually wrote about it so well in Forbes this week. So I thought maybe we can start there. You can talk about your structure of thinking around Prime Day and I'll chime in with mine and we'll take it from there. Sounds great. 
All right. So the framework that that we're talking about in terms of winning on e-com, we think is incredibly applicable as it relates to any of these, you know, official days. Turkey Five would be the same thing, which is being a diva. And I don't mean like Beyonce. I mean discoverable, informative, value, and agile. Rachel, you know a thing or two about product discovery and the whole purchase journey. Why don't, why don't you kick us off on discoverable? Yeah. You know, Amazon Prime Day, Target Deal Day is a really interesting moment because most companies will just think about what to do within those channels. Meaning, what should I do in Amazon.com? What should I do in Target.com? But the reality is, if that's where your thinking starts, you're already too late. Because what happens in those retail environments is favorability. And there's a lack of clarity around what goes into those algorithms. And in short, you got to pay to play. So if you want to be within the top 20 search results, you're going to have to pummel money into Amazon Media Group and Target, uh, Roundell, I should say. And if that isn't an opportunity for you, then you really have to think about how do you get people to discover products outside of those channels. And the reality is that really happens within social media and paid search. I mean, paid search outside of retailer.com. If you think about Instagram, it's the world's largest mall. You actually go there to discover products and be inspired. And so if I was a brand new manufacturer today, I would be doing the table stake things that I have to do within Amazon and Target to be within the top 20 search results. But then I would also be pushing dollars into Facebook, which is obviously inclusive of Instagram, Pinterest, Snap. We're actually also seeing phenomenal results in TikTok and programmatic to make sure that wherever consumer demand lives, you have people discover your product. Let, let, let me just challenge you on this just for a moment here, because I, I, I completely agree with you that people don't browse on .com nearly as much as they browse in social mm-hmm. the way they would have done in brick and mortar. But isn't Amazon like one of the biggest search engines today anyway? Absolutely. But if you haven't done the legwork to appear within the top 20 search results, good luck. Is it 20 or should it be four? Like how, mu- how much of this is happening on mobile? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, I mean, pro- I'm sure Profitera has so much data in terms of this visibility. I would say with COVID, there is an opportunity to play in the top 20 because really the name of the game is inventory here. And there's more opportunity then because consumers are really really looking to find your product if the consumer demand is there. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, and I believe I, I am aligned with you as it relates to making sure that people are finding you off retailer.com in order to, to complete it there. I just think, mm-hmm. I think there's also an issue when, when you think about it, about the difference between how you invest, even once you get to the retailer site. Like, do you invest in dropping your price or do you invest in the advertising? And the problem with coming off with these like crazy promos is that they're margin depletive. Oh, it's crazy. And so advertising may actually give you a better ROI than than promo. I'm in entire agreement. And I would say the thing that we constantly see at Micmac throughout this pandemic is that price isn't the most important decision right now. It's it's really about inventory and how fast can you get it to me? Yeah, I mean, we, we've definitely seen tremendous ROI shift if, you know, based on availability and consistency of availability. Once you find your brand's not there, we did a report earlier this year called The Cheating Consumer. Um, and, you know, consumers are promiscuous. 
especially when they can't find what they're looking for. And price sensitivity, I think, has gone out the door. We'll see what happens uh, as the economy moves. But let's move over to informative. I mean, you know, Rachel, a lot of what you do at Micmac is helping brands along that journey. But every time you land, whether that's on an ad or that step afterwards, like what do you do to make the product more informative than let's say you would find in brick and mortar? Yeah. I mean, this now comes down to the digital shelf and it really depends on your product subcategory. But at the highest level, you need to make sure that your product photography or your product videos are very clear, meaning that you are showing the product in full. And based on the subcategory that you're in, there's a few tricks of the trade that I'll go through. When it comes to beauty, you want to show before and after transformation, or you want to communicate the three simple ingredients. So, you know, clean beauty is a huge trend. When it comes to apparel and footwear, you want to show the items on models of different shapes and sizes. You know, I have this sort of hack at Gap. You actually show photography from the nose down because people then can see themselves in the clothes. So take that for what it is. Food, food porn is the shot. And then you want to show the how-to steps on how to achieve that creation. Consumer electronics, it's very similar to that. It's, again, the how-to tutorial. What about relative size? Like, I think one of those things, I, 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 and I have just really personally fallen prey to this um, in, in, you know, March, April, when I was doing all my pantry packing, I would buy something and then it would show up and either the, the, the size would be too big or too small relative to my expectations. And I think that that's a really, like, even yep. showing products relative to the size of your body or your hands for apparel, but more for whether that's consumer electronics or food. Even personal care, the same thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like we find that conversion rates are strongest when you're holding the product in your hand, especially within beauty and personal care. So complete agreement. I think those are are some really good points. And you know, one of the beauties of e-commerce is the opportunity to have a hell of a lot more real estate to tell your brand story. And I think that that's a that's a good segue to to brand value. Mm-hmm. And so people may be thinking, brand value, what does that have to do with e-commerce? But this is people's first opportunity to interact with you in in many cases, especially if you're introducing a newer brand. And you know, the definition of what a, what a brand actually brings in terms of its equity is, I'll quote Clive Sirkin, who used to be chief growth officer at, at Kellogg. He said, you know what brand equity is? It's when somebody's willing to spend an extra buck or two on my product versus somebody else's. And that could be mm-hmm. against private label, that could be against um, a competitor. But investing in brand value is still important today. These brands that are just sitting there and pulling back now it seems crazy. I mean, we'll we'll have our our podcast with with Corey from Elf, and you know she's like nonstop, all in, um, launching brands during COVID, not pulling back, and uh, talking to J and J about their continued investment. But I think that, that you know brand value continues to be so important as it relates to e commerce ratings and reviews, and how people talk about your brand when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no distributor in the way to sit there and, and, and be that intermediary. So I think that's something important. To insert another framework into your framework. Please. And this could be a whole episode, so I'm trying to cut to the chase really quickly. But my favorite e-commerce story in the last three years is the Amazon code of the Upper East Side. Uh, I have one. You have the code. I do have the code. Yeah. And so you know the story, which is this is one of the most popular winter codes sold on Amazon. And there's no brand behind it. 
And that actually was the big missed opportunity of this random factory in China that's producing this coat is that they had an opportunity to be the next big coat brand, but they haven't taken advantage of that storytelling and brand building in such valuable real estate. Although the New Yorker did a pretty damn good job. Oh, New Yorker, New York Times. I encourage everyone to Google this story. And by the time I got wind of it, apparently a very late adopter by fashion standards, which probably surprises no one. By the time I got there, it was significantly more expensive than the stories had had stated. And I, I found that coat um, because I went to dinner with two two former employees of mine. Right. <laughs> and I walk in and they're both wearing the coat. And I'm like, I love your coat. And they're like, oh, sit down, woman. We got to tell you a story. Right. No brand. And I, I ordered the coat right there. And they're like, wait, it's over a hundred bucks now? I'm like, uh, yeah. So yeah, brand value. You're right. That coat for me, it literally represents everything that we're talking about. Discoverability for you is word of mouth marketing. For other people, it was Instagram. Or the press. Press, yep, right. So you're discovering this outside of Amazon to own and operated channels. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, holy crap, this is a great coat of high quality. And then the missed opportunity was really doing that brand storytelling. And that would allow them to stand the test of time. So going back to Prime Day, so we hit now your V. So what's the last one? Agility. And I think that this kind of goes back to a couple of things. First of all, one of the things you said, I think, in our first episode is the importance of this, this business being a hands-on keyboard business. We could talk frameworks all day long. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it is about where the rubber meets the road. It's about making sure that every step in that journey is being updated based on where consumers are moving and making sure that you're able to pivot on a dime, whether that's adjusting price, whether that's adjusting your product content. So it's it's digital shelf, it's product discovery, it's all of those nuances and connecting the dots between that and media in order to get there. And so I think when you're thinking about this through the lens of Prime Day, Target Deal Day, or anything else that's you know kind of happening, when you have such limited time, question is, what are you doing from an agility perspective to be ready during those days to optimize? Like when you and I were in social media, what do we have? We had like newsrooms, war rooms, peace rooms, whatever it was, like, you know, all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. How many brands are really taking a look and saying, what are the levers that I can realistically pull? If my product it goes out of stock now, how do I how do I pull my ad spend? Mm-hmm. How do I redirect people? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially if you, on these platforms you are trying to get rid of old inventory. Well, you're so, literally describing my entire business model, but I won't get into that. <laughs> um, but you know what, but, Rachel, 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 we've got this podcast and we never talk about our companies. <laughs> go go plug. No, 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 no. Like, well, what I want to do is. Obviously, I want to just give away as much free knowledge as humanly possible, but I mean, exactly, that's what Micmac does, right? And for us, we accelerate e-commerce because our entire approach is hands-on keyboard. And you have to ensure that the way that you're going to market is going to allow you to move the consumer down the funnel and ensure that no competitors end up in the cart. And there's you know different things that go on behind the scenes to make that happen. But I think for the holiday season, I'd like to dig into agility here, which is that October 13th is two and a half weeks earlier than November 1. 
And the reason why I bring this up is that for as long as I've been doing e-commerce, holiday season historically starts November 1. That's when brands start pushing media and holiday messaging. With Amazon and Target making moves around October 13th, my prediction is that holiday media is going to start subsequently after. And that means that the October media efficiencies that you would normally see are being shortened. And then I also believe that there's going to be more promos than ever before this holiday season. And that goes back to profitability. I know, Sarah, you see it a little bit different, that it's more about getting rid of remnant inventory. Not exclusively. I mean, we had done a survey with customers. um, Actually, no, across the industry, we did a survey about the types of promotions and advertising that brands were going to be investing on for Prime Day. And advertising was number one. Like, by an order of magnitude relative to promos. Yes, a lot of those promos are for things that they want to get rid of anyway, but they'd rather spend on the advertising because it's about getting, like you said, it's about getting a head start on the holiday. This is the pregame. This is absolutely the preseason. And it's going to be also an indication of what's going to be super hot. Mm-hmm. Personally, my, my bet, and this is just my own little bet, it's not like you know the PlayStation, Xbox, no duh. It's baby freaking Yoda. That's my bed. <laughs> like the whole product line. Mandalorian is coming back. And that baby is very cute. And last year, they did not capitalize on this. Disney didn't have merch last year for baby Yoda. And so like Etsy was off the charts. Huh. But now, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm seeing search traffic tick up for baby Yoda gear. Fascinating. You know, when I think about your search history, you're kind of like a 12-year-old girl. You're, you're like searching for Disney dolls, candy. It's, it's so fascinating. I, I, I buy real products too. I just, bought, I just bought ketchup and soda on Prime Fresh. Okay, okay. But that also could be a 12-year-old girl now that I think about it. Exactly. So Amazon Prime Day, Target Deal Day, it's around the corner. And it's going to be really interesting to see what this does to the remainder part of the holiday season. Um, but here it comes. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more revenue than we've ever seen before through these channels. Okay, so question for you, Rachel. We're going we're gonna to come up with some real quick advice on the spot. Mm-hmm. Guys, we haven't really rehearsed this. Okay, so if you could give advice to any brand right now that's last-minute planning, what should they do? They should buy Facebook, programmatic, Pinterest media, along with everything that they're doing within Amazon and Roundel. All right. I'm going to throw it back at you. What's your advice? Hands-on effing keyboard. Like legit, get that newsroom mentality for those, not just two days, but for the couple days before and the couple days after, because you are going to learn so much about not just what products are selling and aren't, but sentiment. You're going to learn about how people are interacting with your product. This is a fantastic opportunity to test and learn before holiday, but you need all hands on deck. And when I say all hands on deck, I don't mean your e-commerce team. I mean, this is like one of those things where you get everybody involved, supply chain, inventory management, sales, customer support, brand marketing. it, It really runs the gamut, social, PR. You look at it all together and e-com is one of those data points that is a source of truth that is a hell of a lot faster than any of these other research companies that could ever provide. Oh, 
it's ridiculous. Like I'm surprised consulting firms can still sell their data when all of it just lives in the palm of your hand. I mean, it's what I do for a living, but I know, I know it, it is a good point, but I think, I think you're, you're right. Make sure you're driving people to the site. And once they're, I guess that's kind of what we're saying. You're saying, yeah. make sure you're driving people to the dot coms. And I'm saying, once you're there, learn as much as you possibly can and optimize on the fly. Right. What I'm saying is I don't see the need to hire IRI or McKinsey to tell you this data. We have it for you. <laughs> All right. See you there. October 13th, Amazon and Target. Happy Prime Day. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.